the Jesse Blake Sports Report with Jesse Blake. Welcome to the Jesse Blake Sports Report. Whether it is your first time here or your last time here or somewhere far in between, I appreciate you. Thank you for being here. I am sorry to New York Giants fans right now. I, I was going to wait until the Giants and Cowboys game ended before I recorded this because I was like, okay. You know, things can happen that might be an interesting game. Maybe this whole pod is about Sunday night football and what happens with Cowboys Giants. But 33 to nothing is currently where we sit in the third quarter. And I don't want to touch that game with a 10 foot ball because it has been awful. The Giants are not currently a football team. And that Daniel Jones contract looks just horrendous so i apologize to all the fans of the new york football giants good luck next week i hope your team rebounds but no more time on that because we have a real football team to talk about and the team that i think is ranked number one on nfl power rankings now i I have gotten a couple requests to do weekly power rankings and this is all you're gonna get you're not getting full 32 team power rankings. Uh, the most recent re- request I had it here, I had written down. I want to shout out your name who said, please do power rankings. It was from Riley Mills 7887 who said, please, please do weekly power rankings. No, Riley. I will, however, tell you that number one, if I were to do weekly rankings, would be the Miami Dolphins sitting right at the top of the list. Number two would probably be the uh, San Francisco 49ers, but Pittsburgh. You might not also be a real football team. Uh, your quarterback, his arm, I don't think it's capable of throwing NFL passes consistently. Uh, I don't like what I see about Kenny Pickett out of Kenny Pickett at all. So I don't know how to correctly gauge the San Francisco 49ers. Their offense is fantastic, but I don't know. I think I'm, I'm higher on the Dolphins than I am on the 49ers. And let's get to the main issue at hand here in that Tua Tagovailoa and Tyreek Hill are the greatest duo going in the NFL right now. They are prime Moss and Brady based on just everything we saw in the first game of the season. Now, the first game of the season is overreaction season. We all know that. That is why this is an overreaction podcast. I'm overreacting to what happened on the first Sunday of the NFL season of 2023. We still got the Bills to go. Uh, we still got Bills Jets to go on Monday night. That could change everything. We could come out here on Monday night, and Josh Allen looks like Brady Montana reincarnated, and he ex- changes the whole narrative going into week number two. But based on where I'm sitting right now, Sunday night, as, as the Giants lose 33 to nothing in the middle of the third quarter, Sunday night, as I evaluate all of the games that have taken place so far during this NFL season, 2023, week number one, the Miami Dolphins are the best team. I don't know how any team ever will be able to stop Tua dropping passes behind DBs and Tyreek running under them. It is the most unstoppable thing I have ever seen in my entire life. Give you the numbers of how they finished versus the Los Angeles Chargers. Tua finished with 466 passing yards, three touchdowns. We won't talk about that interception. We'll talk about the interception a little. Tyreek Hill finished with 215 receiving yards, 
and two TDs on 15 targets. And Jalen Waddle, who is just spectacular in his own right, had 78 uh, passing yards, uh, receiving yards. But like, who needs anything when you have the ability of Tua to have this precision accuracy with his throws? And and I want we'll we'll go through the game a little because it's going to illustrate just how how dominant this duo was in in their first first game of this season. Um, the only thing that's going to stop Miami is their own selves, and that's their defense. If if they allow, if they play defense like how they were playing versus the Chargers, if they play that all season long, like that's that's going to be a real struggle. But they may be able to outscore their problems just like they were able to do versus the LA Chargers this Sunday morning. And and I do worry that that if they don't get their defense in order, it can ruin what might be one of the best offenses that we'll ever see. Based on Week One, it is overreaction season, so don't take this too far. Based on the one game, it, we are projected to see one of the greatest offenses, offensive seasons ever with this duo if they just keep it up. But the defense might ruin it all. Let's get the game a, a game a little because it was a, a really close game because the defense couldn't do anything. First drive of the game, bad turnover. Bad, bad turnover in the red zone by the Dolphins. And like things look a little shaky there when you're when you're turning over the first first drive of the game when you when you get all the way down to to Chargers territory and then you lose it like that. Not great. Not a great start. But from there, like after the Chargers go down and score, Dolphins come back and from there it's it's game on, you know? It's it's back and forth football. And let's get to that play before halftime. If if you didn't see the game, if you did see the game, there's a play before halftime. Uh 10 seconds left in the half. The Dolphins don't take a knee. You know, at at, at halftime, usually uh, the quarterback just sits on it and says, Hey, we'll take this game to halftime. Let's let's play it out. We'll come back next quarter. No, they're like, okay. There's 10 seconds left. Let's throw a couple of bombs. Let's try and get some some yards back. Maybe we get to field goal territory. Uh, get a get a couple points, and that's exactly what happened because they made one play. I think it was Waddle who caught it. Uh, got out of bounds. Two seconds left. Two seconds left now in the half. This is their second play of the drive. They're just trying to do anything. Tua throws it deep. Hail Mary and J.C. Jackson, the DB for the Los Angeles Chargers, decides to take a awful pass interference penalty a completely unnecessary pass interference penalty on the dolphins uh receiver who's trying to get the ball the dolphins get a free they because you can't end the half on a penalty you got to keep playing even though it's zeros on the clock uh they get a they get a field goal it's like 34 it was 41 yards i believe they nail it three extra points we know how this game ended where it was a two-point game that three points was a big difference in the game. Uh, JC Jackson costing them huge three points at the end of the half. Uh, terrible mistake. I had to, I had to get that in there talking about this game. Um, the JC Jackson did have an interception in the end zone later in the game, which kind of makes up for it, but doesn't make up for it because can't be making those boneheaded decisions uh, with that PI penalty. Let's fast forward to the fourth quarter. The Dolphins are down by four points. They need to drive the length of the field in three minutes and 46 seconds, that's all that's left on the clock. It is third and 10. They are on their own 25-yard line. And here's where we get to the parts of the game where this team has like serious Super Bowl aspirations because they could do things like this. Third and 10, as I, as I just said, 42-yard pass from Tua to Tyreek. And it's, it's just another instance of 
Tyreek's able to be faster than every single other NFL player. He's able to get behind the DBs, and Tua has perfected dropping the ball in behind them, letting him run under it. And they they do it on third down. It's for 42 yards. And from there, it's game on. Let's keep driving. They get to the goal line. It's third and goal. What happens? This one, you're you're at the goal line. There's no room for Tyreek to just run under something. But Tua has worked all offseason. Like, I ne- I've never seen this touch from him before. We saw it early in the beginning of last season before all of the concussions took place and before we lost Tua for, for quite a bit of the season, we saw a bit of this touch where it's you throw it up and, and Tyreek and Waddle, they run under it. But not like this. Not like this back corner, right side of the end zone. He tosses it right to the corner and Tyreek is just perfectly behind the defender, catches it, touchdown. And from there, it's it's game over because... Justin Herbert can't drive the other to the other end of the to the other end of the field and and convert a field goal to tie to win the game. They can't do it. Dolphins defense comes up huge for the first time all game. Dolphins defense shows up and the Miami Dolphins win the game. Now, like I said off the top, this could all change tomorrow depending on how the uh, Bills look and how the Jets look. Maybe maybe the Jets look amazing and I'm like, oh, Jets are new greatest team. But right, right now, the Dolphins are number one in offense right now and like. I may be going overboard ranking them number one best football team right now, power ranking in the league, because the 49ers have a real shot here to go uh, 4-0, and and then we get to week five. Week five, week four and week five are when I get to see if what I think is going to happen is, is going to be true. So in week four, the Dolphins play the Bills. If the Dolphins beat the Bills and they lay the smacketh down on the Bills, then I get to say the Dolphins are for real. And then in week five, the 49ers play the Cowboys. And if the Cowboys beat the 49ers, then I get to sit here and say, hey, my predictions of one and two, the Dolphins one, and the 49ers two is true. That's how I'm looking at it right now. Unless, of course, it's overreaction season. There's a million ways a bunch of teams could hop into these conversations. But I'm sitting here right now saying, these are the best two teams in National Football League. And, and I want to see them face some real good competition. I think the Dolphins got it already. 49ers, uh, we haven't seen it yet. And we see it in week five. They're, they're going to be 4-0 heading into that Cowboys game. Like The 49ers might not lose until that Cowboys game. And then if they lose that Cowboys game, and I say, oh, they faced a real team for once. And I'm like, oh, in week four, the Dolphins beat the Bills. And then in week five, they're sitting there at 5-0. Who knows? Who knows? That's what that's what I'm looking forward to right now based on complete overreaction to the games on Sunday. I think we got the Dolphins and we got the 49ers going 1A and 1B for the top spot of the power rankings of the NFL that I'm not doing, but that's kind of what I did. I did the top one and two. So there you go. A couple other things I want to hit on because it was an extremely busy sports day. The World Championships of Basketball took place. Uh, the finals took place today in the bronze medal game where Canada beat the USA. And Dylan Brooks go off like that's a dude who talked his ish and then backed it up with the most points scored by a Canadian ever in a world championship game. He put up 39 points to beat the Americans uh, for the bronze medal. Round of applause. Um, Round of applause for Dylan Brooks and for the rest of the team. Shea Gilgis Alexander, like coming out party for sure. 
top 10 NBA player. Like there's no questions anymore what he's doing now. Hopefully that translates over to the NBA game and we get to see OKC like do some damage this season and just based off of like build a build a good team around around Shea. He deserves it. What an unbelievable uh game by the Canadians. If you didn't see the game, there was a play to force it. It was an overtime game and completely lost in Canada beating the USA is that the USA had a miracle shot at the end of the fourth quarter even to get to overtime. They were down by four and they needed to they were at the free throw line and they needed to make one one free throw and then miss the second one, get the rebound, throw it to the corner and make a three. And they did it. <laughs> they did all of that just to force the game to overtime and it's not even a highlight anymore cuz they lost the game. But that's that's what happens when you lose. You got to win for that to be an incredible moment. Uh, so shout out Team Canada, shout out the Toronto Raptors because they they got uh, Dennis Schroeder this uh, off season, and Schroeder was named MVP of the tournament and led Germany to the gold medal. So hopefully that's a good sign for the Raptors. We lots of Raptors content coming up on this podcast this fall, so stay tuned for that. Congratulations to Novak Djokovic who captured his twenty fourth Grand Slam title today at the U.S. Open. It's the most ever by anybody. Margaret Court has more than him, but Margaret Court didn't do it all in the open era. He passes Serena Williams at that number 24 now, so he has the most ever in the open era. And Novak has such a weird legacy because he came up in the Federer and Nadal era, and he's he was always kind of the third the third guy in, you know? But he's he's more accomplished than the two, and it's not it's not a popularity contest when looking at Who's the best? You know, you you rank tennis is difficult because you got to rank the competition as well, and there's a lot of argument about like he he had weaker competition and and because Nadal had to play through the arrow with both of them. You know, Nadal played through Federer's era and Djokovic's era, and Federer had a little bit before Nadal and Djoko came around to capture some Grand Slams, and Djokovic has now had an era without prime Federer and Nadal to capture some Grand Slams. But in terms of the pure accomplishments. He's beaten them both. And if you want to look at from a pure accomplishment standpoint, there's no real argument for it. You know, you can, you can, we can dissect the minutiae of the eras. We can do that forever. I think that those are fun conversations. We can talk about how he has the least flashy style of the two of them. Like people love uh, Nadal swinging lefty, weird top spin style. Like that's so much fun. And Federer's the one of, he's the most beautiful tennis player to ever watch. And Novak is just simply the most efficient. He is a tennis robot. And that's what makes him so great. He's been able to do this longer than the two of them. Uh, he's been able to do it into an older age than anybody ever. And in terms of pure accomplishments on paper, we're counting the stats. Novak wins out and take that for whatever you want to take it. Everybody has their favorites, but if you're talking about the greatest, if you're talking about pure numbers, Novak will win that argument every single time. And last thing uh, on the sports calendar that I want to touch on is the Toronto Blue Jays. Toronto Blue Jays took care of business. Well done, Toronto! For uh, the first time all season, uh, people are feeling good about the Toronto Blue Jays as they took care of business against the Kansas City Royals today in a wild game, which featured uh, triple wild pitches to uh, as they took the lead. It was, it was quite an adventure on that Sunday uh, at the Rogers Center. Now they head into a series with the Texas Rangers. 
which is the biggest series of the season. It is a four-game series happening Monday through Thursday at home in Toronto. And this is it for the Blue Jays. This is your litmus test here. You gotta go, you gotta go at least I wanna I wanna see three games out of four from the Blue Jays and and put to bed any doubt that you're gonna be in the playoffs. The Texas Rangers are chasing them now, one and a half games back of that wild card spot. The Jays actually with this great run, they leaped over the Seattle Mariners for uh the other wild card spot. So now they're even they're not even like sitting on the edge of the wild card. They're they're a little further in, which is just fantastic. But a, yeah, a game and a half up on the Texas Rangers who are just outside the playoffs. You have a four-game series with them. Go take care of business, Blue Jays. Make sure you don't lose this series. Um, they're going to cement a playoff spot hopefully by the end of this week. That'll be fantastic to see. And lastly, quick what's happening. What? Yeah, let's, let's do what's happening where I tell you what's happening on SDPN and you tell me what's happening in your life. Um, I got, let's start with you. Because this question is from Matt Wynn six one nine zero, who wrote this comment on the YouTube video of Friday's podcast. So Matt wrote, "Jesse, you have done a great job of keeping your shoulders square, which would make me want to start you at linebacker. But as someone trying to scan the numbers on the jersey, I gotta know what name is on the back of that St. Louis Rams jersey." So for those of you who are audio listeners of this podcast. In the last episode, I was wearing a St. Louis Rams jersey. They are my team. They will forever be my team, and I will not support the LA Rams as Stan Kroenke took away my St. Louis Rams team. Um, I, I grew up watching football uh, around the early 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s, and Isaac Bruce, Torrey Holt, Marshall Falk, Marshall Falk, Kurt Warner. Those are my guys. That is my era of St. Louis Rams, and I started watching football around then, and they were the best. They were the greatest show on turf. They won that Super Bowl, uh, and that's how I became a fan because that's how you choose your your fandom as a child. You're like, oh, this team is good. They're my favorite team, so they've always been my favorite team, and that is actually a Sam Bradford jersey. I'm embarrassed to own that, but Sam Bradford's era as a St. Louis Ram was not long, um, but... I have his jersey, and that's the one I was wearing in the last episode. In terms of what's coming up on SDPN this week, Chris Johnston show. I mentioned it last episode. I'll mention it again. They're back on Monday, two times a week, every week from now until the end of the hockey season. Go listen to that. One of the best hockey shows in the biz. Go listen to it every week, two times a week on SDPN. Search Chris Johnston show. That's it for me today. Thank you for being here. You could have been anywhere in the world, but shows be listening or watching this right now. And I appreciate you. Like, subscribe, favorite, five-star this podcast if you enjoyed it. Tell a friend. I will see you on Thursday night, Friday morning. Maybe I'll see you tomorrow if the Bills do something crazy. I don't know. Hmm. Maybe. Maybe. Take care. Good night from Toronto. And that is how it's done. The Jesse Blake Sports Report with Jesse Blake. Jesse Blake, the guy that likes to hear his name twice in one sentence. Sure, I know him. No, he doesn't have an ego at all.